0: You would turn to First uh, Timothy chapter five, and our reading tonight will be verses one through sixteen. I had thought about doing half of that, but there's a, a good portion of this that's all on the same topic of the care of widows. So we're going to <clears throat> look at uh, look at all sixteen verses of the first 16 verses of chapter 5. So 1 Timothy 5, 1 through 16. Hear now God's word. Do not rebuke an older man, but encourage him as you would a father. Younger men as brothers, older women as mothers, younger women as sisters in all purity. Honor widows who are truly widows, Command these things as well so that they may be without reproach. But if anyone does not provide for his relatives and especially for members of his household, he has denied the faith and is worse than an unbeliever. Let a widow be enrolled if she is not less than 60 years of age, having been the wife of one husband and having a reputation for good works. And if she has brought up children, has shown hospitality, has washed the feet of the saints, has cared for the afflicted, and has devoted herself to every good work, but refused to enroll younger widows, for when their passions draw them away from Christ, they desire to marry and so incur condemnation for having abandoned their former faith. Besides that, they learn to be idlers, going about from house to house, And not only idlers, but also gossips and busybodies, saying what they should not. So I would have younger window widows marry, bear children, manage their households, and give the adversary no occasion for slander, for some have already strayed after Satan. If any believing woman has relatives who are widows, let her care for them. Let the church not be burdened, so that it may care for those who are truly widows. Amen. <clears throat> so Paul has been giving and is giving Timothy not only personal counsel for how he ought to conduct himself, but pastoral counsel, how he ought to govern the church and, and shepherd the church. And he's been dealing with false teachers <clears throat> and the qualification for elders and deacons, and other matters in the life of the church. And tonight, uh, this section is uh, guidelines for pastoring the church family. And even though perhaps we could say primarily it's directed toward those who are leaders in the church, pastors and elders, nevertheless, there's good counsel for every one of us. In, as we go through this passage, and I hope that you'll be able to see that. But he gives general uh, instruction in the first two verses on how to relate to one another in the family of God. And then he begins at verse 3 on through verse 16 to deal with uh, the whole issue of caring for the widows. There are different kinds of people, different ages of people, and we have to learn to relate to the different categories of people in a proper biblical and respectful way. And so in verse 1, he says, Do not rebuke an older man, but encourage him as you would a father. So literally or forcibly, it's don't strike... The, the word for rebuke almost has this kind of uh, uh, forceful idea. don't strike an elder. it's the word used for the official office of an elder but in his case it's in this verse it's not really looking at the office. it's not just telling you not to hit the elders but not to hit any older person. It's doing t- interpreting it in a more general way. So don't strike or rebuke an elder. Uh, and this would have been an important thing and it certainly would have been a, a, a part of the, the life of the, uh, believers of the first century and should be a part of our lives as well. It was very strong part of the, uh, Jewish tradition, the Jewish life that Timothy would have known in the years prior. In Leviticus 19, it says, rise in the presence of the aged show respect for the elder, and revere your gods. So when us older people walk in the room, you know you all need to stand up and show us respect. No, I'm, I'm teasing on that. But at any rate, the point is you need to re, uh, respect. It's, it's been part of their tradition, part of his life, um, throughout his life, to respect those who are older than him. So the first thing he tells him is what not to do. Don't strike or rebuke uh, the older man, but encourage him as you would a father. And the word for encourage is paraclete. It's to come alongside. It's to uh, speak words of, of building him up. Uh, it doesn't mean, particularly in, in, Peter, in Timothy's role as pastor or as an elder, it doesn't mean that you cannot try to correct or instruct someone older than you, especially if they're following a path that's wrong and that's sinful, but the manner of how you do it is significant. And so it's not that Paul is saying to Timothy to give up his responsibility as a pastor to these people or as an elder to those who are older, but to do so in a respectful and honorable way. It's the obedience to the fifth command. Broad and beyond father and mother. Honor your father and mother that your days may be long in the land that the Lord your God is giving you. You have to honor those who are older. And <clears throat> so you speak to them in a respectful and an honorable way and um, encourage. seek to be an encouragement. Uh, younger men... He says, younger men as brothers. Uh, Younger men need to be corrected on occasion. They need to be spoken to on occasion. But you, again, even for someone younger than you, you don't disrespect them or treat them with disrespect. You treat them respectfully as well. Uh, Certainly for those who are older than you, but even for those who are younger than you. And you would want to treat them as brothers and not belittle them, not put them down, not seek to humiliate them, even if you're correcting them for actions or attitudes that need to be corrected. So uh, how we treat older men, how we treat younger men, he goes on to say and older women, <clears throat> it's the female version of presbyter, uh, older women as mothers. Again, it's another category of people and how we treat them is very important. And uh, even though there are young people that speak disrespectfully to their mother, um, usually, hopefully, in a Christian home and a Christian person, they would have a respectful attitude toward their mother. And And, of course, in the Jewish home and the Jewish background, the role of the mother is very significant. And so he's encouraging Timothy to act towards the older women in a very respectful and honorable way. And then he says, and younger women as sisters in all purity. And there are some situations where Timothy as an elder or as a pastor is going to have to address younger women as well as older women and older men and younger men he's going to have to dress all address all these categories of people and sometimes have to correct them but there's guidance here <clears throat> and he has to correct them as sisters again not treating them with disrespect treat them as you would a sister With all purity. And here we have a caution that would be extremely important for a minister and elder and young men. How do they, how do they relate to other young, younger people? In this case, younger women. How do they interact with them? Well, they need to do it in a respectful way with all purity. And obviously the implication is there to some degree on sexual purity, but we have to behave wisely. Perhaps he added that extra thought in there because this is a, an area of potential great temptation. And this would, this is great counsel, not only for Timothy, not only in one sense for all of us, but for you young men, this is great counsel. How are you going to treat uh, young women? How are you going to interact with them? It's uh, The wisdom would be you don't normally meet them in private. You don't normally meet with them alone. You meet with them with someone else, with you, uh, or in a public place. I... Make it a policy uh, not to meet with women one-on-one, uh, privately. Uh, I take someone with me. Or if that's because of the nature of the situation, not a helpful thing, in public. We might meet at a Starbucks or somewhere where we could have coffee, and there's lots of people around, and there's no... it's it, You're guarding against temptation. You're guarding against as Paul would say in 1 Thessalonians, abstain from every appearance of evil. It's not that you mean evil or that she means evil, but you abstain from every appearance of evil. And so you have to treat them with respect. William Hendrickson writes, There may be nothing wrong in what he is doing, but it behooves all of God's people to bend over backwards to avoid giving opportunity for tongues to wag. Absolute purity means in complete conformity in thought and word with God's moral law and is not to be restricted to sexual purity. So we have this guidance that's very important and you young men do well to follow it. And so let me say something to the young women. If a young man won't treat you with respect... Then you need to turn on your heels immediately. Uh, he's definitely not worth the time. Uh, if he won't treat you well now, he won't treat you well later. And so this is good counsel for all of us in our I'm directing it to the young people, but it's good counsel for all of us in how we relate to one another. We are to do so with a great deal of respect and wisdom and caution and certainly not with any kind of superior attitude. Uh, But even if we have to correct someone, we do so in a great sense of gentleness and kindness uh, as we're going about that. So that's some general instruction Paul is giving Timothy in his interaction with different groups of people. But then, beginning at verse three through verse sixteen, we have this extended discussion <coughs> of the care of a specific group of people, and that is widows. Uh, we are to care for every group in the church of God. We're to care for the children, care for men, women. Uh, but this is a category of people that uh, the church has to exercise special care over. And part of the reason for that is, and it's true even in her own day, but it was especially true in that day, the plight of widows was desperate in that day. Especially if she didn't have family, she didn't have anyone to help care for her. Uh, her situation was often extremely dire and it was the reason for that it was the care of widows that was behind the formation of the office of the diaconate to begin with in Acts chapter 6 it was because some of the widows were being neglected in the care in the distribution of the the food and the finances of the church That, uh, the God, the Holy Spirit, in, uh, encouraged the, the apostles to raise up this particular office to have that as a responsibility. So it was, it was directly connected to that, the, the care of the widows to begin with. And so we, we, as we begin this section, there's just the general, uh, there's the general command in verse three. Honor widows who are truly widows. And the word for truly widows comes up three times in this section. Here in verse 5, she who is truly a widow. In verse 16, um, they should care for those who are truly widows. What What are they meaning by truly widows? I mean, obviously, if a woman has lost her husband, she's a widow. Well, as we see woven through this text, there seems to be a distinction that Tim Paul is making between those who are put on a list, maybe those who, ladies who have lost their husbands, who have committed themselves in a very specific way to serve the Lord and devote themselves to the service of the Lord in a, and kind of separate themselves from the normal life and commit themselves to prayer. And, uh, following the Lord faithfully and then, oh, the other group of widows, particularly younger widows who would be free to marry and to, uh, have a family. And so the idea of, uh, honoring widows who are truly widows is probably having somewhat in mind that group of women who don't have family, who don't have other resources, who are desperately in need and need the care of the the church and are committed to following the Lord. The Bible has a lot to say about that, about the care of widows. In the Old Testament, one example in Psalm 68, God is a father to the fatherless and a defender of widows. And Jesus himself showed great compassion uh, to widows. You remember the story of the widow of Nain. Uh, She had lost her husband, and when Jesus encounters her, she had lost her only son. So she had nobody to care for her, nobody to help meet her needs. In her situation, and as some women in that day, when they were in that kind of situation, they were driven sometimes to prostitution to provide some means to live. And what does Jesus do? Well, he raises her son from the dead. A great act of compassion because he saw that woman and he saw her needs and she needed her son to help care for her in her destitution. And so Jesus demonstrated a great deal of compassion uh, toward the widows. And even in our own day, widows can get overlooked. And they don't always need uh, money. Sometimes they do. They don't always need food. Sometimes they do. But there are times when a widow needs compassion. They need a companion. A woman who's lost her husband finds herself all of a sudden in a home and there's nobody else there. And if she has kids, maybe they're they're probably grown and they're, maybe if, they, if they, she has children, maybe they're living far away in another city. But she finds herself all alone in her home. And so the care of the widows is not necessarily financial. <clears throat> it uh, might be spiritual. It might be a uh, practical wisdom. Uh, you know, the, her husband made all the decisions on plumbing and electrical and so forth, and she may need someone to come in there and kind of give some input. <clears throat> Maybe he took care of the lawn, and there's so many things that she could need beyond just the provision of finances. And so the point about the care of the widows um. Uh, James says this is the essence of true religion. In James 1, religion that is pure and undefiled before God, the Father, is this, to visit orphans and widows in their affliction and to keep oneself unstained from the world. If we want to demonstrate true religion, this is an area that we have to be alert to. Uh, that we have to be considerate. And it's not just adults. It's all of us here that are a part of this, though the deacons would have a primary role in helping to direct that. So the general command to care for those and honor those who are widows, truly widows. The second area of instruction is The families should care for their widowed mothers. So the beginning of the care for a widow is the family itself. So you see in verse 4, if a widow has children or grandchildren, let them first learn to show godliness to their own household and to make some return to their parents, for this is pleasing in the sight of God. Now, this doesn't absolve the church from its responsibility because... Sadly, sometimes children are not willing to be involved. Maybe they're estranged from their parents. <clears throat> Maybe they're unwilling to be, uh, to care for their, their mother. And I have known that, uh, where the children didn't want to have anything to do with the mother. And so the church has to step in. The church has to be involved in this, to care for them. But the command is, it begins in the home, that the children and the grandchildren have a duty to care for their widowed mothers. And Paul says, this is pleasing in the sight of God. This is showing godliness. This is showing Christianity. If we want to show Christianity, this is what we're going to do. We're going to carry this out again obedience to the fifth commandment and that doesn't mean there aren't sometimes great challenges and sometimes uh, there are very difficult answers <clears throat> and I'm not making a kind of simplistic statement that this is going to be easy it's not going to be easy it's going to be challenged sometimes very significant challenge but nevertheless <clears throat> it's it's a responsibility of the family <clears throat> that begins with the family One author commented, it's impossible to know how many people have been deterred from following Christ by, by a professing believer that has failed to care for his or her loved ones. Uh, we skip down to verse 7. This is more broadly, but it's in the context of widows. If anyone does not provide for his relatives, and especially for members of his own household, he has denied the faith and is worse than an unbeliever's and even though this does broaden it a little bit obviously the context is widows so we won't, don't want to forget that or or separate it from that so that's the primary care but a family has a responsibility to care for their other members of the family if they, if the, particularly if they have need maybe they're a disabled family member maybe they're uh have health issues uh, and uh, uh, it's again sometimes it's great challenges. But if we're unwilling to make, make even the attempt, we've denied the faith and we're worse than an unbeliever. Now, I do want to say that Paul's not here advocating the, um, well, one author called it the scrounger's charter. Uh, sometimes you have lazy relatives who won't even give a, uh, to do anything to, provide for themselves, though they're able to. And um, there are challenges in helping someone like that because they need to be confronted, you need to get to work. <clears throat> because as um, Paul would say in Second Thessalonians, if a man will not work, he shall not eat. And so again, I'm not trying to say there are simple answers to these challenges. And I'm not to say that you need to let every free-loading relative come stay in your guest bedroom. That's not it. That may not be the best thing for him or her. They maybe need uh, a bit of a challenge uh, to get responsible. But at the same time, you and I have to be alert to this. It has to be a part of our concern, particularly for the widows. And then one other part of the passage in verse 16. If any believing woman has relatives who are widows, let her care for them. Let the church not be burdened so that it may care for those who are truly widows. Here a believing woman is perhaps a woman of substance like Lydia in the book of Acts. But it would be a a woman who uh, perhaps single herself, but she has some means and ability to care for the widows in her family, and Paul is calling on her to exercise her responsibility in the matter. And so the care of widows, while the church has to be alert to all this, it begins with the family. And that's part of our instruction as a church to the family, and, and deacons and elders and other people can interact with the family and try to uh, under uncover any particular needs. And then the widows, the third area of instruction in this section is widows have a responsibility uh, to Christ as well. Um, there's a, a, a quality that widows need to cultivate in their own life, dealing with their loss, dealing with their situation. So, for example, in verse 5, she who is truly a widow, left all alone, has set her hope on God and continues in supplications and prayers night and day. So the widow who is a widow, truly a widow, and would ultimately be put on the list of widows, is someone who devotes herself to the Lord. Uh, She continues in supplications and prayers night and day. Uh, We have a wonderful example of this in Anna uh, in Luke chapter 2, when Jesus was brought to be circumcised in the in the temple precincts, what do we find? There was a woman named Anna who never left the temple, but worshipped night and day, fasting and praying, and she was one who welcomed the Christ. And so, the the widow who is truly a widow would ultimately be put on this list. Needs to be uh, very um, careful in her relationship with God, to set her hope on God. And then in verse nine, it picks that thought up again. It says, let a widow be enrolled if she is not less. And the, here we get in a list of things of the widows who would go on the list, not less than 60 years of age, having been the wife of one husband, having a reputation for good works, if in some of the good works that it's, he spells out, if she has brought up children, has shown hospitality, has washed the feet of the saints, and that's not necessarily meaning literally washing their feet, it's a, the, the picture of service, is she willing to serve the saints, uh, has cared for the afflicted, and has devoted herself to every good work. So uh, a woman who is a widow... A Christian, there are godly actions and characteristics that she needs to pursue. In other words, she needs to not just sit back and let everybody serve her. She is called on to certain godly qualities. And again, these qualities uh are a are, number of them are, are good for all of us. Are we willing to be servants? Will we wash the feet of the saints? Will we do the dirty jobs? To help somebody else. That's what that means. Will you clean? Are you willing to clean someone's toilet? Are you willing to do that? To go into their house? If they need the help, are you willing to clean their toilet? Well, if you're not willing to do that, you have to question, are you too good to be caretakers of God's people? It's the dirty jobs that sometimes need to be done. Are are you caring for the afflicted? Are you devoting yourself to every good work? Those can apply to all of us. But these widows have godly qualities they have to cultivate in their own lives. Um, and these are the widows who qualify for support. So the widows have a responsibility. Here we have the widows who qualify for the support, who qualify to be put on the list. And then he gives another category of widows where there are warnings who aren't eligible for support, that there's other actions needed to be taken through them. So verse 6, but she who is self-indulgent is dead even while she lives. If there's a woman who's a widow and she's not involved spiritually <clears throat> if it's all about her and not about the the lord then she may need another kind of service another kind of correction another kind of instruction and you need to deal with her in a different way uh, and picking up in verse 11 <clears throat> but refuse to enroll younger widows for when they're p- passions draw them away from Christ they desire to marry and so incur condemnation for having abandoned their former faith. Now you need to understand what he's saying here. Because in just a few verses he's going to say, I want the younger women to get married or the younger widows to get married. So here he's not saying their desire to get married is wrong. That's not what he's saying. But they had pledge themselves to be completely devoted to the Lord and focus their attention upon him and serve him with all that is in them and to turn away from all the normal affairs of life. So what Paul is saying is if this person had made such a claim but then turns away from it that's what gets her into trouble and puts her into the way of temptation. It's not her desire to get married that's wrong. It's that she made a commitment and a claim and now has turned from that. Uh, What uh, Paul, the the warning Paul is giving here, the temptations that come to these women are that they learn to be idlers. They go from house to house, not only idlers, but gossips and busybodies saying what they should not. Their their idleness is getting them into trouble. So what Paul wants the younger widows to do is what he says, the positive thing in verse 14. So I would have younger widows marry, bear children, manage their households, and give the adversary no occasion for slander, for some have already strayed after Satan." What he wants for the younger well, younger widows is not to be tempted uh, into false patterns of behavior, wrong things, to, <clears throat> to be involved in idle gossip, to be self-indulgent. He wants them, they're young, they're widows, <clears throat> find a husband, get married, raise a family, be busy, uh, be busy in serving the Lord, uh, in your family, in your, in your home. That's what will keep her from some of the temptations that would come. Uh, it's a, I'm not saying people can't do it, but it's more difficult to be a idler busybody when you've got three or four little ones running around the house and you're changing messes and cleaning spit up and all the rest that comes <clears throat> in a situation like that. You're too busy. You you can't be the busybody. You've got to be involved and productive in your family. And so Paul would have um, the godly women who are truly widows, committed to the Lord, uh, over 60 years of age, to be on the list and cared for by the church. And he would encourage the younger widows to get busy finding a husband and to get married and raise a family. And it's, it's not as though Paul is saying all younger women are automatically going to be this way. That's not a criticism he would make. Uh, that, there's no assumption that younger women are bad and older women are good, because believe me, there's plenty of good and bad in each group. <clears throat> Just as old men, young men. The, the point is, he wants them to, to avoid temptation. And so he has this guideline for us. So you and I, as members of the family of God, have a responsibility to interact with one another in a careful, respectful way. Uh, whether older men, older women, younger men, younger women and you and I as a church and we'll all have different abilities in this but all of as a church we have a responsibility to care for the needy in this case specifically the widows and if we would live out our christian faith we need to be sure to do that uh in our family first and then in the church more broadly as well so that we might adorn the gospel with a life that honors the Lord. Amen. Let us pray. Father in heaven, thank you so much for your word and its instruction in very practical ways. It's challenging to us. And Lord, I know there's not simple answers in many difficult situations that we face, but we know that you uh, will give us wisdom and together as a church we can... Help one another discern the right path. Help us to be caring for those um, in our own body that have needs and be open to those outside our body that have needs that we can interact with and, and care for. Help us, Lord, each of us to be respectful and faithful servants of yours, uh, caring for one another. And we ask this in Jesus' name. Amen.